The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian, and I'm so grateful that you can join us today for Truth and Love Radio. Folks, we're going to um, jump back in to uh, a series of shows that I've been doing that I believe uh, are very cutting edge and really addressing an issue that is going to become a bigger issue in the days ahead for not just the church, but for our nation. Uh, here's what I've titled these shows. I, I hope you've had a chance to listen to the first three parts of this series. Christians have bought into the fraud of refugee resettlement. Let me repeat that one more time. Christians have bought in, into the fraud of refugee resettlement. This is a Trojan horse that is being used to change the entire demographics of Europe, the entire demographics of Canada, of Australia, and now the demographics of the United States of America, and ultimately impacting our ability to fulfill the Great Commission, to usher in the kingdom of God in regards to um, establishing and occupying till he comes for us, and, and really bringing a division, an unnecessary division among Christians, among God's people, because of false information, because of fraud. That's why I've titled it what I have titled it, because it is absolutely fraud. Now, I hope, again, you've had a chance either on our website or on Worldview Weekend to listen to part one and part two and part three. This is part four that we are doing, and um, there's a, a video that we have produced called Unveiling the True Face of Islam, which actually has a special feature section on it on the Trojan Horse of Refugee Resettlement. And um, we will that's available on our website at TILproject.com. If you're already there listening to the program, then just go over to the Order tab, and you can click down and look at that DVD and the information on it. And I encourage you to get that. That covers the ideology of Islam, including the ideology that I covered for you when it comes to refugee resettlement, that Islam is the only ideology, the only religious political ideology that actually has a doctrine for migration. And that doctrine is connected to jihad. And that doctrine, if you remember, was called hijra, H-I-J-R-A, which means migration. And we went through in the previous programs looking at hijra and how critical it is to the birth of Islam, to the advancement of Islam when Muhammad migrated from Mecca to Medina in 622. I mentioned to you that the Islamic calendar is based off the Hijra. We went through verses talking about um, uh, the support of, of, of immigration as a part of waging jihad. We looked at the fact that there were aspects of of, of uh, Hijra that wasn't just migration, it was to populate and to segregate. The population was actually part of jihad, jihad walada, which means jihad of, the, of basically the womb. Then you have the call of segregation, not to assimilate, but to segregate and establish enclaves. I played you for you last program, the clip of, of, of pro-Sharia, pro-Muslim Brotherhood, pro-Palestine, anti-Semite Linda Sarsour, who is a, 
a, a self-declared feminist and, and hater of President Trump and any conservative in this nation thinking that we're all a bunch of white supremacist uh, Islamophobes, xenophobes. So she played, you know, I played the clip for, uh, from her from the ISNA conference, the Muslim Brotherhood conference last June, June 30th of 2017, where she said that our, our number one priority is the protection of our community, meaning the Muslim community. It is not to assimilate. So we went through a lot of information. I, I, I expose for you some of the fraud of these refugee agencies, and we'll get into more of that here in these next shows. But I want to show you that this is a lie that is being perpetrated upon the Christian community, not just by the nine major refugee agencies like World Relief uh, and Church World Services, Episcopal Migration Services, Lutheran Immigration Services, and so forth and so on. But it is a fraud that is being perpetrated upon the church by many evangelical leaders like the like uh, the Bill Hybels, the Rick Warrens, the Leith Andersons, the Tim Kellers, the Max Lucados, um, the very leftist Jim Wallace, who was funded by George Soros, the Evangelical Immigration Roundtable. All of this has to be exposed and it's not fun and it's not. A neat package, but it must be exposed so that the church has a proper perspective, a godly worldview of how do we handle legitimate refugees that are needing asylum and protection, particularly Christian refugees, uh, at the same time protecting a sovereignty of our nation, like we now seeing happen from Poland, from Hungary, from the Czech Republic who are shutting their borders to this mass uh, insanity of refugee resettlement in Europe because they are declaring they are not a Islamic country like they are seeing other European, Western European countries turn into, but they are uh, uh, countries that are based on Judeo-Christian foundations. So what I want to cover on, on the program today for you is, first of all, a little bit of background of how the refugee resettlement program came into existence. Most people don't know the history of it. And then we're going to get into some national security concerns, some law enforcement concerns regarding this issue. So let me first start with looking at um, the, a bit of a background on the Refugee Resettlement Program. Uh, as a nation, we have been, you know, allowed asylum seekers to come in for many, many years. However, specifically, the current Refugee Resettlement Program was started after a law was passed in 1980 called the Refugee Resettlement Act. And this law was actually um, one of the sponsors of this uh, law, the 19 1980 Refugee Act, uh, was no other than Senator Joe Biden. Remember him? From the state of Delaware. Now, Delaware, you know, resettles maybe... 10 refugees a year in recent years. They haven't taken many refugees in. But Joe Biden was a sponsor of the 1980 Refugee Act, which, by the way, was signed into law by Jimmy Carter. Democrat proclaimed Christian Jimmy Carter, who, you know, I have very strong feelings about because of his meddling and intrusion in Iran. In, in betraying the Shah of Iran and betraying the relationship that was there and siding with Ayatollah Khomeini and bringing an Islamic Republic into Iran as he has meddled and, and befriended Hugo Chavez and, and uh, uh, Fidel Castro 
and uh, Kim Kim Jong Un from South uh, North Korea and others. He seems to side with all the dictators and, and refugees, or and and uh, um, dictators and um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the, the aspect of those who are oppressors rather than siding with you know with liberty, the side of freedom. So. Uh, let me go through some background numbers here. Again, I'm going to put a link here to Refugee Resettlement Watch. I gave you this website before, and Corcoran, uh, an expert, an expert on the refugee resettlement fraud. If you want to really get a lot of information and be educated, go to her website, refugeeresettlementwatch.wordpress.com. I have learned so much from going to her website. She is on top of this issue. So since 1975, the United States has resettled over 3 million refugees with annual admissions ranging from a high of 207,000 in 1980 when the law was passed to a low of 27,110 in 2002 after 9-11. It was a major shutdown after 9-11. Now, the average number of refugees admitted annually since 1980 was about 98,000, um, f- another 40,000 or so are coming as asylum seekers, particularly from Cuba, uh, Haiti, um, from some of those countries. We, we've obviously had a lot of refugees come from Cuba. Now, what's interesting to understand is that um, I think that President Trump is on par for fiscal year 2017, which starts in September of 2017, goes till um, – September of 2018, this coming year. So we'll have a better idea of what the numbers actually were after Obama. Obama had had scheduled 110,000 for the fiscal year 2016. We understand that Trump has brought that down to a trickle, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 25,000, 30,000 by the end of uh, September. So we'll see. But but, um, the numbers are very stark, particularly last year in 2016, when we brought the most Muslims in ever, um, in fact, more than Christians for the first time ever. And so um, there is a lot to learn about this, this, this concept, this program. Here's another interesting fact that most people do not know. When the law was passed, and really up until late 1990s, the United States picked a large majority of the refugees that resettled in the U.S. We had a say in that process. That has all gone out the window. You may think that Congress has oversight. You may think that the president has oversight. You may think that state governors have oversight or state legislators have oversight. The answer to that is no. Some are in the no, some are, some are not. But the bottom line is that in recent years, close to 95% of the refugees coming to the U.S. were not picked by the U.S. They were picked by the United United Nations High Commissioner for Refugee Resettlement, the UNHCR, okay? the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and Refugee Resettlement. So let me me just repeat that so it really sinks in. We are a sovereign nation. By the way, 
Can I tell you also that the United States has taken in way more than its share of refugees? Way more. Um, let me get to those numbers in a minute because they're they're pretty staggering. Uh, I, I don't think that it, it's really uh, consistent because a lot of times pressure is put on uh, as far as, you know, what percentage of refugees we are supposed to take. Um, you know, I'm talking about then the refugees that are in the world. Uh, what percentage should the UN, the United States take? Because I don't know, the claim is that, you know, we should do our fair share. Well, guess what? We have been. The United States takes more than twice as many refugees as all other countries from the rest of the in industrialized world combined. Let me say that one more time. The United States takes more than twice as many refugees as all other countries from the rest of the industrialized world combined. Now, the only thing that has shifted that is the mass influx into Europe now, but that was not proper resettlement. It really was an invasion because the borders were open and they just walked in. There was no vetting and, and, and actual process that was there. But through our legal, quote-unquote, legal process, we are taking in more refugees, twice as many refugees, uh, officially as all other industrialized countries in the world combined. Let that settle it. Now, go back to then the 95% number that I just mentioned. In recent years, up to 95% of the refugees coming to the U.S., were referred to us, meaning picked by the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. The UN picked them. We didn't pick them. They picked them. Well, why would we do that? Why would we not have any say in picking who comes to our nation? Is that not the responsibility of Congress? Is that not the responsibility of the federal government? The, the, the single greatest enumerated power as far as the federal responsibility is concerned is with immigration and naturalization. That is why every state does not have the right under the Constitution to determine whether they're going to follow immigration laws. That is why these states and these cities that are uh, claiming that they are sanctuary and they can defy the federal government are indeed in violation of federal law, the federal cons Constitution, and should be prosecuted like that mayor of Oakland that gave a heads up to a bunch of illegal criminal aliens, uh, apparently 200, approximately 215 of them took off and fled from ICE because she gave them a heads up. Isn't that aiding and abetting criminals? And shouldn't she be prosecuted legally? But some Christians would say, oh, that's so compassionate. Is it really compassionate to turn loose a criminal, someone who's wanted for a felony, for criminal crime, for felony crimes? Is that justice? Is that what as Christians we should be doing? Is flaunting the law for no reason? It's not even a righteous reason. So understand that the enumerated power by the federal constitution is that Congress is to be responsible and the federal government, the president, is to, is to basically... Um, exercise the, 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 the laws that Congress passes specifically on immigration and naturalization. Can you imagine if all 50 states had different guidelines for immigration? And, and then 
you're going to go from state to state with with no borders? Do, do we need to put up checkpoints between states? So it's a crime. States and local jurisdictions are breaking the law federally if they're violating federal immigration laws. So why on earth will the United Nations cede, secede, to, to give over, abdicate responsibility for picking? When did this happen? When did this happen? As I said, after the late 90s, in the 2000s, particularly after 9-11. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that the UN picks, picks that. Well, what's the largest voting bloc in the UN? The Organization of Islamic Cooperation. 56 Muslim countries and throw in Palestine for 57. They're the largest voting bloc, the most voting, voting, most vocal voting bloc in the United Nations. And they pick the refugees. Now, don't we fund it? Don't we pay for it? Yes. That's why it's a, this is another reason why it's not only a fraud, but it's a national security threat. Because we are not there on the ground picking them. And where do they pick them from? Predominantly from refugee camps. Whether it's it's out because of the Syrian uh, situation, the the Iraqi situation, or Sudan, Nigeria, other parts, Somalia, other parts of the world. And 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 it's not like those countries are put together very well and have a robust system of vetting their own citizens, right? Syria is in a supposed civil war. Iraq is is in turmoil. Somalia is in turmoil and civil war. Folks, Sudan, Nigeria, I mean, these are countries that are out of control. That's why President Trump wanted to put a temporary travel ban to fix this thing. And, 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 and these shameful, shameful, shameful Christian organizations and leaders who claim to be Christian. Yet remember I told you on the last show, they have signed the contract with the State Department saying we will not take any or we will not proselyze any of these refugees coming in. They will not share the gospel. They will not give them a Bible. They will not tell them anything about Jesus Christ because they are prohibited by the contract they signed because they have taken federal tax dollars. Shame on them and anybody that supports that. I pray that we will repent. So, by the way, who is the current head of the United Nations? Mr. Gutierrez, well, for the last at least 10 years before he was elected as the, as, as the recent head of the U.N., guess what? He was the head of the U.N. refugee program. He was the high commissioner on the refugee program. He's the one who picked them. He's the one who told us who we're going to take. And the U.N. contracts with the State Department. The State Department doesn't consult Congress, doesn't consult the president, the State Department contracts with those nine major agencies, the VOLAGs, the Voluntary Local Agencies. That's what VOLAG stands for, Voluntary Local Agencies. Remember, we looked at church world services that got 71% of their budget from federal tax dollars to a tune of $62 million. I'll be covering more of those in, the, in these programs. So this is a major national security threat. And when you have the likes of Immigration Evangelical Roundtable who call for basically immigration reform under the guise of supporting 
uh, certain amnesty pathway of citizenship, meaning they support uh, illegals getting to the front of the line, which I told you last time how I feel about that. I think that's absolutely unrighteous and ungodly. It's one thing to give them a path. It's another thing to put them in front of the line ahead of other people. They support open borders. The likes of Jim Wallace, again, who were funded by Soros, who his his organization, right, is, is about open society, open borders, no government, a, a global one-world government. Do you understand that these folks who are, who are either professing Christians or pretending to be Christians, maybe they're wolves in sheep clothing, I don't know, but the fruit of, of, their, of their behavior stinks. And these are the ones who are supporting an actual antichrist spirit because we're moving towards that global order. When they support this stuff, then they sell a bill of goods to the rest of the Christian community. When you have... Christian women doing a video about the stranger among us playing the the violin and the harp strings of the fact that if we don't help refugees, then then potentially we could be going to hell. Oh, yes, I'll play that video in the subsequent show. Let you listen to it. They go through and and speak of the the verse in the Gospels about that totally mis abusing the verse. So. The entire refugee resettlement program was birthed out of an intent. And the intent was, and the intent was um, what, what's called population replacement. What the UN in 2001 called population replacement. And that is that, look, there are certain countries that have a low birth rate, certain Western European countries that have a and Western, you know, Civilized countries like Japan, U.S., Canada that have a low birth rate and therefore we need migration replacement. We need to bring refugees from other countries that are having way more families and children. As I covered for you in a previous show about, again, Jihad Walala, Jihad of the womb, the birth rate. Just the birth rate alone is staggering. And therefore, it was part of the plan. It's been part of the plan since 2001. Part of Agenda 21. Now Agenda 30 to do migration replacement, to bring uh, culture. That's why I believe the, the European leadership is turning an absolute blind eye to the rape epidemic that is in Europe. The majority of the rapist, criminal rapists in Europe are, are Middle Eastern African migrants, and the majority of those are Muslim. Listen, these, the whole system is fraudulent. UN picks them. State Department places them. They work with local agencies, these VOLAGs, bypassing Congress, bypassing many state governors, bypassing state legislators. Yet, yet, get this, who's, who's got to foot the bill? Who foots the bill? Congress, state governments, local counties. Who foots the bill, the bill for Medicaid, Medicare? Who foots the bill for housing? Who foots the bill for free education? Who foots the bill for welfare, for EBT cards and social welfare and WIC? And who fits the who puts up the money? Because the 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 money that these agencies like Church World Services are getting, the money is going to their pockets, and I'll highlight that on the next show for you. 
how much money they're getting. Who puts the, up the money? And, and, and I've said to many people about this issue, this is, this is the violation that is even in the Declaration of Independence. One of the 27 grievances that were in the Declaration of Independence when we declared independence from Great Britain was taxation without representation. Folks, we're back at it again. Refugee resettlement, the Refugee Resettlement Act and the Refugee Resettlement Program has now become taxation without representation. I can't call my state legislature, my state senator, my state representative and say, hey, can you tell me how many refugees are coming in? Where are they coming from? How much money is being spent for these refugees? Uh, how much money does the local and state government have to pay out for, for education, for housing, for health care, for law enforcement, uh, so forth and so on? They don't know. They don't have any idea. They're not told until they're placed by the State Department. Can I, can, I, can I call my county commissioner? Now, some of the mayors are in on the know. Some of the mayors know what's going on. Can I call my county commissioners? Can I call the governor? They may or may not know. Can I call my congressman or my, or my, or my federal senator? They may or may not know. So the bottom line is, is that it is taxation without representation. It's a fraud. Fraud. And they just keep pouring in. Now, again, President Trump has slowed it down. He's slowed it down. That's why some of these refugee agencies like World Relief are closing up some of their, some of their offices because the money is drying up. They get approximately $2,200 per refugee, and then when they bring their families in, they get more money for each family members. That's why the refugee agencies who claim to be Christian are not against chain migration. They want chain migration. They want the visa lottery program. They want, the more they come in, the more money they get. And one refugee can bring in 10, 12, 15, 20 family members. And for every person that comes in, those agencies get money. It's a fraud. It's a scam. It's a sham. And it's being perpetrated upon Christians. Now, we've got to wrap up. As I come back on the program next time, we will go through some stark, troubling law enforcement numbers. Refugee arrest. What are these refugees doing? Are they behaving themselves? We will go through again and look at the agencies and the money they're getting. I'm going to show you a breakdown of one of the agencies and how much money they're getting. This is the stuff that Christians don't know. And if we're going to make educated, wise decisions, we have to have this information. And it's not going to come from these agencies that are getting buco bucks to do this, who are claiming Christian altruism for doing it. It is going to come from those who will expose it and give Christians the knowledge to make the right decision. Again, there is a legitimate place for compassion, for legitimate asylum seekers and refugees. I'm not saying that we should close our doors to any. But the Refugee Resettlement Act should be abolished. It should be at least put on a moratorium, stopped, and we need to fix the system before we go any further because our national security is at stake. Folks, please pray for God to continue to expose all that is going on. May God equip you and strengthen you. We'll see you next time on the program. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. 
Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.